Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. We are glad to be back with you after a couple of days of respite and relaxation. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. I want to thank all of our great listeners, especially our service minimum out there taking care of you, taking care of us. I hope you guys had a, we, we missed you on Veterans Day. Hope you had a good one. I uh, want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I um, well, there's not going to be any football here till December. I just, it just sort of hit me. Man, that's right. Yeah, December 5th is the next home game. So, Have two in a row when it comes. You're right. Well, if you're missing Strange Brew, it's not hard to get it in your house. All you got to do is shop online. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and they will uh, send you, there's a link right there, and you can get their products delivered right to your door, and you can have that delicious coffee every day of the week. Now, you, what you can't have, unless you know there are like, there are some lucky men and women in this world. And what I mean by that is, there are people who love like an albino squirrel or mm. any of the drinks. I can't name all of them. The right? Maryland, yeah, caramel macchiato. And those men and women are married to former bru- brewistas who know how to make them. Like, can you imagine? Your wife is a lovely woman. She is perfect for Joel Coleman. Imagine if she had worked at Strange Brew and knew how to make those drinks, though. I mean, and that, at that point. I mean, I, I'm not saying you would ever consider divorcing your wife, but if that was that was the that that would erase that point one percent that you're considering it. You're like, I can't, I can't leave. Who am I going to find better than this? I believe there are angels among. I'm exactly. singing it every day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she, she would. I, I would be looking for those wings behind her. Shirt exactly, every day. exactly. So, well, if you don't know how to make that kind of stuff, mate, you need to head over to Strange Brew Coffee House. Two locations to serve you here in Starville: one in Tupelo, and next. Well, who knows? They're, they're, they're always working. Uh, our good friends over at College Corner talking about holiday shopping. Guys, my wife was doing some holiday shopping this weekend. I'm looking at stuff you know, online, looking at the shipping dates. It's time to order now. So you need to go ahead and get ahead of the game and go to collegecornerstore.com. If you don't live in the Jackson area, if you can't visit one of their two locations down there, collegecornerstore.com. They have everything you need maroon and white this offseason. I'm sorry, this uh, Christmas season, which is, you know, Kind of the off season. Football should be done by then. Uh, to get yourself looking like the bulldog you want to be. Polos, t-shirts, baseball caps, stuff for the car, stuff for the house. They've got it all. So do your holiday shopping there and get the best looking maroon and white stuff that there is to buy at College Corner. We are nearing the end of the fiscal year. That means more than ever, you need to be giving Advantage Business Systems a look to see how they can help you in 2021. It's time to upgrade your office technology. That means you need Advantage Business Systems there, and they're 45 years of experience. 46 years now. Happy anniversary. I don't know when it was. (laughs) But you need to put that to work for you. You need to find out how you can be making more money by upgrading your technology. So call them today at 844 833-6245 833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com to find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do business. Joel T. Woo. Only three SEC games. Can't wait to get to the uh, the coffee a little later in the show. A lot to talk about there. But, you know, State now 
four games left to play, um, which I wasn't expecting to say on November the uh, the 15th. Uh, but four games left to play. You saw some things yesterday that if you're a Mississippi State fan, you probably found a little disappointing. And those were you know the, the ease at which Vanderbilt and Kentucky scored on each other. And, you know, the ease at which Florida's passing offense decimated Arkansas secondary, which was, you know, pretty good. And then the ease of which, with which Ole Miss scored on Saturday against South Carolina. And so, you know, you know that things have to change for Mississippi State to get results in these last couple of games. I think if Mississippi State could somehow finish the season 2-2 two and two, with one of those wins being, oh, I'll tell you what. Even if you lost the Egg Bowl, if you beat Georgia or Auburn, I think people would still be okay. They'd be like, hey, it's tough. That's a better Ole Miss was just a little better this year. We'll get them next year in Starkville. So the question becomes this. We've talked, well, one of the primary tenets on our show is coaches would rather win their, lose their way than win somebody else's. That's what Mike Leach has been doing this year. He's been losing his way. And, you know, whether you like it or not, that's, that's what it is. So within what Mike Leach likes to do as a coach, what are some things Mississippi State could, could change, tweak, upgrade, whatever it is, to give themselves a chance for results that matter in these last four games? What's the first thing that stands out to you? I mean, I, I, I guess I, I watched Ole Miss last night, and that's kind of fresh on my brain. And what did I tell you a minute ago before we started recording was you wish Mississippi State had that power run game to just run the ball down Ole Miss's yeah. throat. State's not going to do that, of course. No. So one of the first things that comes to mind is how can you, I guess, acclimate your pass game to mimic a run attack? A little bit. Uh, you've seen some of that with the little pitch out to the to the uh, open field. Yeah, uh, quick pitch, which quick goes toss. in the books as a pass. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have to see a lot of that kind of stuff when State plays Ole Miss. Um, that said, even if you that's just one game. Um, I don't know, man. There's so much that. In a perfect world, if this was a video game, you would just do things differently. Exactly, yeah. And not to sound like a broken record, but I just don't know if it's going to look any differently. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it's going to floor me, absolutely floor me, if you see Mike Leach develop a rushing attack at any point. And, And so it's so difficult to have this conversation because I feel like we're just living in la la land coming up with stuff, you know. And here's another thing about it. You and I haven't talked since uh, middle of last week mm-hmm. on the show. Right. Marcus Murphy's gone since then. Yeah. The defense is, is taking hits. Yeah. I mean, the defense isn't getting any better. Yeah. You're, you're well, losing playmakers back there. Be, and, and so your offense is really going to need to be a little bit better to make up for what you're losing defensively. I don't know. You know, there is an, a... a percentage chance, I don't know that's a big percentage, but there's a percentage chance these games don't get played. Yeah. State is, from a roster perspective, has very little wiggle room. Uh, especially if, you know, KJ Costello, we all saw the hit he took at Alabama. If he can't come back, then any injury to Will Rogers ends the season, basically. What we don't know there is, I mean, can you throw a a walk-on so on scholarship, or that's, can you? Well, I think, well, I think putting a walk-on on scholarship mid-season, I don't know that that's possible. Or can you just say, hey, we're going to play with our walk-on? I don't know. The SEC I don't know. Would say, it said you have to have at least one scholarship quarterback. 
to get out there. And then so the, the point that was brought up on Sports Talk Mississippi was, well, could you do a position change? You know, I don't know who played quarterback in high school off the top of my head on, on this roster. I assume at least one other guy did, right? So, I mean, just just pick somebody. I don't know. Aaron Brule. And said, oh, we've moved Aaron Brule to quarterback. Would the SEC allow that? Would they say, nah, you're, you're just doing this to, you know, prolong your season? I, I don't know how that would work. But I do know that State doesn't have any wiggle room in terms of injuries and, and or more COVID cases. And notice, as we sit here today, there's not been a notification from Mississippi State that said, we have resumed football activities. No, it, you saw a tweet from Dave Emmerich yesterday. They were on the okay, practice. You say it. Okay. I didn't see it. I saw it. They were back on the practice field yesterday. Okay, well, that's good news then. Um, so they did practice on Saturday. Uh, I, and I say I use the word practice loosely. I, I don't know. Truth be told, the picture that Dave Emmerich quit, and I'm going just on a picture here, guys. Don't, but it didn't look like there were a, a ton of folks out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that it was just half the team or anything like that, but it looked like there were still some folks missing. For sure, um, but anyway, they they have apparently gone back down that direction. But you're right; they may not even play it. But I mean, you got to prepare like they're going to play. <laughs> right, right, right. So, and this is one of those things that you know, maybe we in the media aren't asking the right questions sometimes. Well, but, I mean, we ain't had a media op, and well, no, no, and I'm not saying that. That I'm just saying that, you know, the week of the Ole Miss game. One of us, and maybe it's me, maybe it's you, because I don't ever do Leach's Monday press conference, so I guess it won't be me, but it has to pose this kind of question where you say, look, Ole Miss cannot stop the run. They've shown it year, game after game. They just they can't do it. So how do you as a coach who doesn't run the ball very much, you know, how, it, the word is almost justify. How do you justify throwing the ball 50 times a game against this Ole Miss defense? There really is, unless you're just so good at passing the football, right? That right. Matter. But state's not. But state's not. Yeah. There, yeah. there really. If state was doing what it did against LSU every game, I wouldn't care because Ole Miss isn't good against the pass either. Let's make that clear. <laughs> but that's the, is that the right question? How do you justify not running the ball fifty plus times? You know, it's all. I know this is in reverse, so it isn't so much Bo Pelini's fault because he didn't have the. I mean, I guess it is, but he didn't have the evidence that we now have. You know, looking back, what Bo Pelini did against Mississippi State was kind of irresponsible to not rush three, drop eight. Granted, that was before everybody knew that if you rush three and drop eight, that works just fine and dandy against Mississippi State. Uh, So anyway, Bo Pelini's game plan, in retrospect, makes no sense. Going into Ole Miss with zero plan to run the football would make no sense. Yeah. And, and I don't because because Mississippi it's, State cannot pass the football. You know, it, it's kind of like last year the the guy for Kentucky. You know, you kept saying yeah, yeah, you yeah. cannot throw the football. But State well, has an actual quarterback. State has an actual quarterback and an actual offense that's designed to throw the football, and they can't get over two hundred and seventy. So then, yards. what are they going to do? Look, I'm about to say lose uh, is about what I said because right now, you, you draw me up a scenario. <laughs> Look for state to win the egg bowl. Gosh, I don't want this to be. People get beat up enough nowadays. I don't want y'all to listen to this show right. and just get. But but draw. That's me. why I'm trying to come up with answers here. You know, hopefully well, somebody is listening. Well, I, I'm trying. 
Draw me up a the, the scenario to me for Mississippi State to be successful the rest of the year is for their defense to continue to play above their heads and get defensive scores. Like I, I don't. Well, that's what we talked about just a minute ago. So the the path to beating Ole Miss is to do what Arkansas did. They picked them off six times and they scored on twice of them, two of them. Sorry. Yeah. And and you know if you tell me that because I, I, I believe State as bad as they are offensively can get fourteen to twenty one on this Ole Miss defense because yeah. they're just that bad. So if I can get two more scores defensively, I can get to thirty-five, and I, I can and I can end six Ole Miss uh, drives outside of the yeah. end zone. And yeah, it, I and feel it, like State it doesn't even have to be like pick sixes. I mean, pick get it in plus territory and yeah. and create I short. Well, I mean, <laughs> I would feel better just taking. I, I understand, but the the question you have to ask is: Is this team going to be? Are they going to show? any signs of improvement whatsoever in, in the last four games. Because to me, that is the that right now is the kick to the crotch, is the fact that the last four weeks, it seems like not only are they not improving, it has gotten steadily worse. I mean, against Arkansas, they lost the game, but they put up, I think, 400 yards. Yeah. It just, it's been and then trending it has, down. It has trended down every single games, game. 200 yards, you know, less than 250, basically. Um, yeah. And I mean, and you, if you look at things, from, if you're going to be honest, if State doesn't force five turnovers against Vanderbilt, they probably lose. So the defense did that in that instance. They were able to, you know, to to keep Vanderbilt out of the end zone by by getting turnovers. Going to have to do the same thing again uh, when you get to the Egg Bowl. What what about you know we're, we're looking ahead? What about this Georgia game? This is the best defense you've played all year. I mean, even getting to a couple, losing thirty five. Uh, Oh no, Georgia's you think defense. Georgia's defense is better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, uh, and the, the stats I think bear that out. Um, but I mean, what do you want to see this weekend? Just a pulse, yeah. an offensive pulse, because you really haven't seen much of that. I mean, gosh, there have been very few. Just pick out a drive. You know, the last four or five weeks. There's been very few high moments at all. Yeah. Well, they had, like I said, they, 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 the first two drives against Vandy, they looked yeah, good, that was good, compact, organized, everything. But then Vandy made some changes, and that was the end of that. You know, the problem is, I don't know, you know that's Vandy. Not good. Georgia's good. You know, the first couple drives, they're going to be at their best. So, you know, what are you doing there? You know, I keep, one thing I keep saying is, I like to see some deep shots, but you don't have time to take deep shots. Which, by the way, I don't know if I brought this up on this show. I know I brought it up on Sports Talk, but this 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 occurred to me. I, by the way, if you if you really want to enjoy, experience pain, if you're a person who you know likes to self harm, first off, I might suggest you seek some help. But secondly, go watch the YouTube highlights of the LSU game because that will it will literally drive you insane. Like I, I watch it, I'm just like, how is this the same football team? But something that occurred to me is, you know, State didn't have a whole lot of protection problems in that game. I think they had five sacks, but they threw the ball 60 times. So that's not that, you know, that's not a whole ton of sacks for 60 pass attempts. How, how is it that State was able to protect against four, five, six guys? LSU blitzed in that game, but they can't protect against three. This season, in so sense, many right? ways, just defies logic. I, I don't... I don't know, man. The, the the simple answer, which isn't a great answer, 
for what we do sitting here behind microphones but the simple answer is i don't know there's I, a lot i, I, I don't can't know. explain it I, there's no way you can watch that lsu game and then explain the next six weeks mm-mm. no you you can't you know and, and i mean 2020 we've seen some wild stuff all over i don't know i i just i know that some of you out there in mississippi state land fandom have kind of and i don't blame you you know, lost your minds over the course of the last four or five weeks watching some of this. It's why I kind of don't know how much of this does it mean anything over the long the long haul with Mike Leach. Because I, I, I just... I almost think that when this season's over, you can kind of wad it up and throw it in the garbage can and next, like it, like next it never year's happened. you want. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there, there's definitely There's been so much that. wildness to it with covid and look and i'm not trying to make excuses for mike leach either there's been a lot of stuff that i don't get um but i also am a realist in thinking that i think a lot of of our expectations maybe we shouldn't have had given the fact that they had no spring and, and able to incorporate some of this early on and then you know you, you get into the season and now all of a sudden you're relying on a true freshman quarterback you got true freshman uh, running backs, Mike Leach, you know, make no mistake about it. Yeah, guys have entered the transfer portal, but some of them didn't do so of their own accord. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, they, they couldn't come back. That's not talked about enough. A lot of people blame Mike Leach for some of that. Right. And a lot of that is – A lot of those guys are themselves. He is the disciplinarian kind of guy, and yeah. if you don't live I, up to the expectations, see you later. I guarantee Mike Leach would like to still have Tyrell Shavers on the roster. But, Ty, but things happened that made that impossible. You know, now can I say what they were? No, but are you smart enough as a listener to be able to figure out what they were? I hope, I hope, you know, that you just think that that he just told these guys to up it. In in a year where you have to have a certain number of players to play, you're not just going to tell 10, 12 guys get out. I talked about that when it happened. I said people talking about this purge. You know, you can't do that. You because if you do, you're going to end up with a situation like Mississippi State's in them this weekend. Not enough guys to play. But some people make decisions that make that impossible, make yeah. it untenable. And so some of this, you continue to shoot yourself in the foot by some of these guys going out the door, and that is going to make running your offense this year <laughs> even tougher. Mm-hmm. And what you got to hope is that all of this transition, you know, Will Rogers getting experience, some of the true freshmen getting experience, the all your players that are going to stick around getting experience – Plus what you, I guess as a state fan, would hope to be the culture change that is needed within the program all leads to success next year and beyond. Uh, so I don't know if, for, for, for everybody that's just up in arms about this year, what you just kind of hope is that all the stumbling blocks of this year are building towards a better tomorrow. And I'm not trying to, you know, be be just Joel the optimist over here but I mean right. that's, that's what you gotta hope for right uh, because right now I mean if we're being honest the state's not favored in these last four games no, at all no and I, would and I don't even they would know be, if they're they might be a single digit underdog to Missouri, to Missouri at I think home. they're a double digit underdog to everybody else like I haven't seen the, I guess I could look them up I haven't seen a line this weekend on state Georgia but I would imagine it's in the uh High 20s. Yeah. Easily. It might even be in the 30s. Yeah. 
you know, it might not be that different than uh than what you had with uh Alabama. with Alabama. Yeah. So let me see if I can find it. NCAA. I, I would say, and it is just a guess, high 20s just because Georgia has had some offensive struggles. They haven't released them yet. Okay. At least on Bovada they haven't, which is what I normally look at. As we record here, middle yeah. of the day Sunday, yeah, it may it, be released by the time you listen. Be, yeah, by the time you listen. But yeah, it's going to definitely be between 24 and 30, I would imagine. And and I don't know if the state will cover it, because I certainly don't expect... I would expect Georgia to score 30-plus, and I don't expect the state to score more than 10. You know? I mean, they couldn't score but 14 on A&M. They couldn't score but, you know, two on Kentucky. Why would I think against Georgia, which is probably the best defense in the conference, they would score more? I don't. So It just feels like with Mike Leach in this offense right now, all you can do is keep running it. Yeah. And keep running it, keep the, running it. You're almost using the games like practices. Yeah. Just, just to get the reps. He talked about you need reps, you need reps. Well, you're getting 60, 70 reps a game. And that's... That's a sad way of looking at things, but if you want to try to find a positive, that using this season as a spring practice almost is is almost all you have right now. And then you have to hope that everything you know clicks next year. Um, it, it's the the thing that makes it harder to, to stomach than anything else is, other than Georgia, all three of these games should be winnable. Ole Miss is not good. They're entertaining. They're not good. Missouri is not good. You know, they beat LSU, and that's fine, but, I mean, they're not good. And Auburn is not that good either, which is just, I feel like I say that every year. So, I mean, I'm not saying you should beat Auburn, but you should eat. Winning the Egg Bowl and beating Missouri should not be the monumental task it, it appears seems to like be. It seems like it does right now. Right, right. It shouldn't be, but it is. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still – I always say the same things. I'm always – I'm still optimistic long term because Mike Leach's track record tells me to be. But it, I don't know that it, it hasn't been this bad for him in year one at Washington State or Texas Tech. It just wasn't. He went to a bowl his first year at Texas Tech, I believe. I think they won six games. So, you know, it, it's just something to watch and how how tough this transition has been. Nobody This transition nobody, also came at a time in history where I get that. nothing has I been I get the that, same. but other transitions have happened that seem to be going okay. Yeah, that's true. Now, right. maybe they're not as dramatic a transition, but they are transitions. So nobody could have thought, even if you were somebody who's like, I think they're really going to struggle. That's fine. You didn't think you were going to struggle to 200 yards a game. And if you did, and then you watched the LSU game, you certainly had to rethink your position. But here we are, so... I will say this. These games, they should be winnable. They are winnable if State just finds a couple of things that work. And if they can make those things work and continue to play defense at the level they've been playing it, which is going to be tough, then they have chances to win three of the last four. Maybe just two, but Auburn is just... I just don't know. You just never know what Bo Nix is going to show up. So we'll see what happens there. All right. That was all important stuff. Don't get me wrong. But this is more important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. All right, they don't normally sponsor this, but let's move on into Coffee is for Closers. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Hey, an espresso-crusted filet? Nothing wrong with that. Hey, I had the... Uh 
is it the brisket ravioli the, or not the ravioli chili no uh the lasagna lasagna that's what I'm trying to say and i'm sorry outstanding delicious yes yeah, I, really the good. other day when i went to get my uh, got, got me some more mac and cheese that brisket mac and cheese they had the lasagna over there got you know, a little like, bit of all of it and all good yep there you go we gotta try the chili next so, so you've got meals that you can prepare at home they've got the food truck there to, uh, to go ahead and you can eat it right there or you can just grab some steaks Grab a roast, grab some burgers, and cook for yourself. There just isn't any limit to what you can do at Welcome Home Beef. That's why they are really becoming Starville's one-stop shop for delicious, delicious meals. And they need to be your stop shop this weekend. And, of course, Thanksgiving coming up, guys. Turkey is great, but a whole beef tenderloin, a whole prime rib, those are some showstoppers that you can put on the Thanksgiving table. So why don't you give them a call today and find out what you're going to do. 662-268-8148 or visit them online. WelcomeHomeBeef.com, and you will know one thing is for sure. It just tastes good. Joel T. Yes, sir. Some people not getting coffee. I'll tell you one thing, though, and you you can't, you can't, you could disagree with everything I've ever said on this show, but you can't disagree with this. Will Muschamp doesn't need coffee. All right, look at that guy. He is like he's strung out. He's got some real issues. Will Muschamp, defensive coach, his teams have given up 48 points or more in the last three games. It is no coincidence they were 0-3 in those games. They beat Auburn, and now they're 0-3 after that. What a weird college football season. Um, they played a 1990s 1A high school football team offensive game plan. It worked. It worked until they decided they did the thing that coaches do. This is working. Let's stop doing it. You know, I'm sorry, but if I'm averaging eight yards a carry, brother, that ball's never going – the only ball time the ball's going to be in the air is on a toss sweep. That's the only time. So they decided to get a little fancy, start passing the ball, and of course Ole Miss was able to get some stops. And then defensively, I mean, I understand they've got injuries. I get that. But my, have a little pride. That is incredible how, how – I mean, and we talked about this before. The play that everybody's talking about, of course, is Kiffin throwing the clipboard 30, 30 feet up in the air. Okay. That's the longest play in Ole Miss history, by the way. 91 yards. Yeah. I think that's long – I got to look – State is it's a Kevin Fant pass to Ray Ray Bivens, I believe. I think it's only eighty nine though. Um, so you know, busted coverages happen, right? So if Braylon Sanders or, or Dennis Jackson or even Yaboa catches that pass, that's ah, busted coverage. Happens, right? You let the lead, the leading receiver in the SEC get that wide open. That's a huge, huge coaching issue there. There has to be somebody who says, your job is to go with that guy. And they just let him go. They just let him, they let Elijah Moore get a free release down the middle of the field. And there was nobody within 20 yards of him. Yeah, that may be generous. I could have floated, I mean, he wouldn't have scored because I wouldn't hit him in stride, but I could have floated the ball out there and gotten the, gotten the big game. That's incredible. So South Carolina, and I mean... I understand it's COVID year. I understand it's $13 million. But how can you, with any seriousness, go into next season with Will Muschamp as your coach? Well, I mean, it'll it'll boil down to, you know, everybody talks about money and what you can yeah. afford. Not, can you afford to not fire? Right. Can you imagine if they were playing Clemson this year? Oh. They wanted to do that, too. They wanted to have that game. Remember, there were people oh, yeah. in their legislature, we want that game. The SEC did you a blessing. Yep. Clemson would score 85 on you. So, Will Muschamp, you don't need it, but you're not getting any coffee as it is. And then, I don't know what's happening up in the Big Ten, but there's just no coffee to be had in Ann Arbor or, or uh, Happy Valley. 
My God, Michigan and Penn State are putrid bad. Penn State, at least they, they put together a comeback. James Franklin, though, that's a guy who I used to think was a pretty good play caller. But then I watched that Nebraska game, and I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm added to my list of things I'm wrong about. But then Michigan, I mean, they're just getting pushed around. How bad is Minnesota to lose to them? Minnesota's not good either. Evidently, P.J. Fleck, that boat's taking on some holes. The Big Ten is just weird. Indiana, Ohio State this weekend, coming up weekend, is for, it's basically to determine who's going to go to the playoff. With Wisconsin, you know, losing what two games, they can't go to the playoff at you know six and zero. Why is Michigan the? I guess why why are they the darling or one of the the like they have one national? T- I just looked at okay, one, uh, one national you, title you, since nineteen forty eight. You're going to this is a this is a long seated discussion of mine that there's so much love for Michigan, right? Bo Schembechler is widely revered, one of the greatest college football coaches of all time. Never won a national title. Not one. Ohio State won a couple while he was there. Imagine if Auburn... I mean... Okay, I'm going to go another way with that. Never mind. Like, Suge Jordan, great coach, right? But does anybody list him as like the, one of the greatest college football coaches of all time? No. Why? Because Auburn dominate, or was dominated by Alabama. But Schembechler seems to get a pass. Like, I've never understood. Michigan is a good college football program. They consistently go to bowls. They can, they have in the past shown the ability to win conference titles. Not recently. Ohio State has lapped them in the way that Alabama has lapped Everybody. basically the, all, the entire SEC, the way that Clemson has lapped the ACC. There's, and boy, Oklahoma has lapped the Big 12 most years. Not this year, but... So, yeah, there's just – and then when Harbaugh came in, it, it was, it's a perfect marriage. They're going to win a national title very soon. He can't even win the division over Ohio State. So, yeah, I I don't know what the deal is there. And then James Franklin. James Franklin back to Vandy. Who says no? James Franklin. Does he? Because he might get <laughs> canned at Penn State. I don't know. I, I don't understand why they're so bad either. I guess they're really finally feeling the effects of Moorhead leaving. I don't know. Those are two bad football teams. I mean, they went to Nebraska, who had been awful, and they got they got handled for three quarters, and they finally put a comeback together, and it wasn't enough. Yeah, and it's just the Big Ten is just a train wreck. But then you have Indiana, who's who's a fun story. They really are, maybe the best story in all of college football this year. We needed something. Um, back to Michigan for a second. Who is the most overrated? Is it Notre Dame? Is that the most overrated college football program? No. Um, Michigan might be it. Notre Dame. I mean, they've been to the two. Play, they've been to a BCS national title game and a playoff. Now, they've gotten beaten in those games. Yeah, but they've gotten they got there. there. Michigan can't do that. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame. I th- yeah, I would, I would. If you said who who would you who has got a better chance to win a national title year in and year out, Notre Dame. Notre Dame for sure. Michigan is is to me the most overrated college football program. I don't know, and I don't know who number two is. I, it might be Notre Dame, but there's a gap for me. Yeah, you know, Michigan has won. <coughs> excuse me, you said one national title since 1948, right? Yeah, it was split. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. It wasn't even a unanimous national title. You know, they yeah. split it with Nebraska. Nebraska's another another one. one. Yeah, but I mean Tennessee. I don't, I don't think anybody comes into a season anymore talking about Nebraska winning the national title. Same with Tennessee. Nobody talks about like, oh, yeah, they got a chance to win. Yeah. Nobody thinks that. But Michigan, year in and year out, despite the fact they have shown they cannot beat Ohio State, 
people talk about them winning the national title. Florida State's another one that's kind of gone the way of Nebraska and Tennessee. Yeah. Like in that it they went were up here, too. and now it's just gone. It went quick. They won a national title seven years ago. Yeah. And now they are getting – they got blown out yesterday, right? What was the final score of that game? They were losing big early. North Carolina State, Florida State. Do you know the score? I don't. It was final score was it was thirty eight twenty two. Apparently, a bit that Florida State scored thirteen points in the fourth quarter. So going into the fourth quarter, it was thirty five eleven. I'm sorry, thirty five to nine. Florida State is getting blown out by North Carolina State, and it's not even a story. It's just part of the day, you know. It's just as much a part of the day as you know your bowl of cereal in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's crazy how some of these good programs have dropped off so fast. And Mississippi State sort of in that that thing as well. I mean, been ten straight bowls, and you can say what you, again, say what you want. Talk about how it's meaningless. Not everybody does it. Yeah. So yeah, but for me, Michigan, it, it was. <laughs> There was one. I, there was one time where they, it was twenty eight nothing. They, I thought they scored. I changed the channel. I came back. It was still twenty eight nothing. I don't know what happened on the. I still don't know what happened. Then you go back and watch. Look at the play by play. I guess, but they just got pushed around by. The, by the way, let's point out Wisconsin beat them forty nine to eleven. Hadn't played a game in three weeks. It was missing like eight guys due to COVID. So, yeah, no coffee for Harbaugh or for James Franklin uh, anytime in the near future. All right. Tomorrow's show. Um, right now, we haven't gotten word. I assume there'll be a Leach press conference. I don't know if we'll record before or after. We might we might need to go after just because there should be some updates on some things. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Of course, we've got our picks contest. Uh, four, I'm up, I'm up you're up one. one. You're up one. Um, so there you go. Up one because his double paid off. With the Gators. The Gators. Yeah. We won. Yeah, they won. Big win for them. Um. Yeah, so we'll, we'll figure out some other things to talk about, but we will uh, we will also do that. And then, of course, Wednesday, the rumblings. And then hopefully we're previewing Georgia and uh, seeing what's going to happen with this weekend as state travels to Athens. All right, guys, have a great uh, Monday. I'll be back with you on Tuesday. For Joel T. Coleman, Ooh. I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.